Hello. Simone. Hi. Hi. I'm finally here. Guess who's here? <laughs> it's you. It's You're me. Here. You're here. It's you, the one from I'm the, real. The real place. It's here now. Are it's you so are good? We, is it real? Is it yeah. happening? It, it's been happening for the last 25 <laughs> seconds. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> a lot of pressure. feels like it's been 25 years. But there hasn't been a podcast here in 25 years. To be honest, I'm pretty sure between the times when we see each other, it's about 25 years each time. Yes. Yes. It's, well, it was last year. <gasps> it totally was. <laughs> <laughs> It was last year, last I saw you. It was a wintry day, as I recall, as I entered the Polygon offices and was made to take an unflattering selfie using your (laughs) desk login system. I then proceeded to the office area where I encountered you sitting, I was about to say astride, that would be... (laughs) Incorrect and inappropriate <laughs> office behavior. Sitting beside Patrick Gill. Oh, I see why that. Yeah, that would be inappropriate. It would not be appropriate friendship or office behavior. We no. try to avoid those kinds of things here. Um, but yes, that was the last time I saw you. And I came and I played PUBG. And we all had a great time. And I got to see how the sausages get made over at your office. That's also inappropriate behavior. Don't but make, we make sausages. Them anyway. You shouldn't run a, an illegal sausage making operation. There's health and safety <laughs> issues. They uh, say it's not sanitary, but they've never tasted our sausages. <laughs> I okay, like you, we joke, but um, over at Vice, they do make their own beer. Okay, so. <laughs> You know, if they started making their own sausages, they would basically have a German beer hall. So, you know, it seems likely. I would not be shocked if they started raising pigs on their rooftop and just doing it. Not just doing it. Just making the sausage is the, the phrase. The phrase I should have said. Just doing it. Making the, the sausage. sausage ma- do it. You just, never showed just me your doing it in relation selfie. to just doing it in relation to pigs. Um, speaking of timely references, that's that, the that's, segue you're going for. That's huh? a Black Mirror episode, I believe. Oh, where he does. Yeah, it the, is. Yep, I've never seen that Black Mirror show. And yesterday, Netflix tried to make me watch it, and I said I was looking for the button where it says I do not like this, and I had to click to bring it up. To open the show and then like minimize out of that and then search for it and then click the little minus thumb button, like thumb down button, minus thumb. And it still was like, no, you need to watch Black Mirror. It's good content. I've I've never seen that show, but I read uh, the article on the toast about it. I I love making fun of it, despite having never seen it. It's good uh, to make fun of it. I think it's a good practice that everyone should engage in. Mm -hmm. I just, it doesn't appeal to me. What was that? Could you repeat that? It doesn't appeal to me. I don't want to have profound thoughts about how technology is ruining my life. Don't I don't want my wife to live in my brain. (laughs) 
<laughs> my wife was a computer. Mm, I mean, on the other hand, we are we are increasingly living in like this horrible cultural tech dystopia, and I'm not sure that I want to watch a show about a horrible cultural tech dystopia. Right. It just seems like a little too much for me. It's like Twilight Zone, but outside. I can just go outside. I don't have to go outside. I can just open my computer. I don't need a show to be like, what if? I can go outside and look it at the machines. I can looking just go at their look cell at the phones. machines. The robots the are looking at their cell phones. They're just stealing our jobs, which is looking at our cell phones. Mm-hmm. My soul is going into the cell phone that's always watching me with its cameras. I feel so... So I'm like the only person in the world who hasn't put tape over their computer camera. And I feel... I know I should... And the thing that's stopping me is that I'm too lazy to go out and buy duct tape. <laughs> okay, can I tell you? I'm looking at mine right now. Can I tell you what I have? Yes. I have a piece of scotch tape that has it, a piece of some unidentifiable card stock underneath it <laughs> over the camera hole. And all I can read is April be the end up. I have no idea where this piece of card came from. Um, but I tore it off in a, a fit of paranoia and stuck it over the camera, the camera, and I placed a piece of tape over it. And um, you got to do it or else that's ex- that's an extremely good idea. I don't know why it never occurred to me to literally take any of the other kinds of tape that I have and put them over. What that. are your top three kinds of tape? Uh, definitely. I like the blue painters tape because I feel like, yeah, you can, you can stick things to your walls with that. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm out of Mm -hmm. that right now. Mm -hmm. Um, I think packing tape, second favorite kind, because it's always useful when you Mm -hmm. have it. Mm -hmm. Um, third favorite kind of tape is probably some sort of festive duct tape. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm? Yes, yes, like a leopard print or a rainbow print duct tape. Duct tape, because I've never. <gasps> oh, like a and Christmas now I'm thinking back tape. to earlier when I was talking about putting duct tape over my camera, and I think what I meant was electrical tape because that's like the like kind of non-sticky black kind. Yeah, but it's you don't want to get all that gooey, that ooey gooey. Duct tape I don't want to put duct your... tape on my no, computer unless unless it's. Disney licensed Frozen featuring Olaf duct tape. Oh, huh. you could just see him in your camera every day. <laughs> It'll remind me to stay chaste. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. never known. He has no knowledge of carnal lust, Olaf. No, no, he's um, very. I'm surprised. Despite occasionally being very wet, but. He does get wet when he melts, but then he dies. So that's a kind of a cautionary tale. <laughs> That's so true. Just like Frosty the Snowman. You are making me understand childhood media in a whole new light. And that's, I think, what this show is all about. These stories are parables. You have to understand (laughs) they're tales that have been passed down with one important moral, which is don't do it. If you see the sun, you die and don't get wet. Frosty the Snowman. Wait, who else? Who else doesn't like the sun or getting wet? Vampires. Vampires. Frosty the Snowman. Secret vampire? Disgust. Yes. Olaf. Can we extend that to Olaf and the rest of the, the living snowmen? Have you seen the like short 
cartoon about the snowman, like the really sad one, the walking in the air one? What? No. With the children's choir? Are you talking about the film Snowman? The Snowman? Maybe, yes. Where yes? there were the, all the clues, but they didn't solve it? Oh, no. No. No, no. not that one. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> not that one. No, it's like this, it's an animated film, and I'm pretty sure it's called The Snowman or something, and it's about, a, like, a snowman that comes to life, and uh, this kid befriends it, and then they go on a journey to the North Pole, and then they come back, and then the next day the snowman is melted. And it has that song, the Walking in the Air song that's sung by a children's choir, and it goes, we're walking. Oh, wow. That's not how we <laughs> sing high notes, Simone. <laughs> no, please. I'm sorry. On. Let me find the choir boy inside me. We're walking in the air. That kind of deal. Um, and it's very sad. It made me cry a lot as a child. I have never heard Lost of this. Of innocence. I'm going to actually what look up is the title. it? I'm looking it up. Okay. So it's no. by, that song is by The Shadows. We're walking in the air. We're floating in the moonlight sky. The people far below are sleeping as we fly. Okay, wait. And that is... Oh, Raymond Brit. Oh, yes. Yes. I think I had the book. And this they, they try to like keep parts of the snowman like in I Oh yeah, do they like put try to put him in the fridge or something or am I thinking of Frosty? There's no way of knowing. So, um, Daily Mail. He was close to a breakdown when composer Howard Blake had the idea for walking in the air. See, this is just going to be a sad story all around. And the snowman doesn't have like a big carrot nose. He has this like small round Rudolph style nose and yeah. he wears like a garden hat. And I think that that is very cute and um, almost clown like, which makes it very dangerous for me. And I should I should avoid it. Yeah, yeah. There is David Bowie was involved in this in some way. What? I bet he did motion capture for the snowman. Maybe. I mean, probably. No, probably. No I can't imagine why not. Sure. Snowman. I mean, I find it offensive that the snowman 2017 has ruined the snowman of my youth. Although I do love that little that little drawing. It's a good drawing. That movie gave us all such a gift this summer. The expression on his face. Like I I don't know how they did it, but like it's so expressive. <laughs> it's art. It's that movie poster is art. I'm going to do something I should have done a long time ago and see if anyone has that tattooed on their body snowman snowman tattoo no these oh no tattoo snowman poster tattoo well i'm getting some olaf material here which again weird stuff full circle yeah um huh i don't want to yuck anyone's yum so i won't comment on these particular snowman tattoos i think Okay, this could just be a generic evil snowman, but it really, really looks like the snowman from the Super Nintendo fighting game Clay Fighters. I must see. Also, okay, so if you were to get the snowman from the snowman movie poster tattooed on you, yes. you as a person who has tattoos, where would you put that? Mm-hmm. You want it somewhere visible because that's, you know, the thing about 
that is it's going to be a lot of hours. It's going to be a lot of dollars that you're putting into it. And you want to be able to mm-hmm. show it off. You're wanna going to want to be able to put it in the face region, I think. Um, really? Yeah. I, well, I was thinking like back of the neck. Back of the neck would be good or somewhere where you have a lot of real estate so that like if you put it on the chest kind hmm. of centrally, then you could also have the text of the poster to say, Mr. Policeman, I, you could have saved her. I gave you all of the clues. And then you could also have the cast of the film there, too. Yes. But the text has to be written backwards, memento style, so that when you look in the mirror, you can. It's sort of like a message oh, to yourself, almost. Absolutely. It's a message yeah. to yourself. It's yeah. a message to yourself for when you lose your memory and you have to look in the mirror to no. remember who you are. And You're all you know is tragic. You could have, you could have saved, you could have saved them, but you didn't, even though you had all the clues. <laughs> and it's very literal. It's not metaphorical at all. No, there were clues that I left. Who is she? I don't know. You could have saved her. There's, I mean, there's probably, no, I can't go down that road, but there probably is someone in my life that I could have helped you in some way. You could have saved the cheerleader and then saved the world by doing that. Yeah, I could have wa- watched that show and you then given it ratings and Heroes, then they wouldn't have canceled it. But no, they canceled it after like six seasons and it's your fault personally. Hayden Panettiere could have dated me, but no. No, she's doing something instead. Yeah, where is she now? Where is she okay? She's dating someone extremely tall. Oh, no, she's on Nashville now. She's on Nashville. That's great. She's maybe not okay because there's an article from January 5th, 2017 about her having postpartum depression, which is actually very sad. That's not so great. But she has a family, which is hopefully supporting her. And that's what matters. I had such a big crush on her. Really? cheerleader with superpowers let me see the cast of heroes and i'll tell you who i had a crush on heroes please season one. do cast i can already tell you who it's gonna be i don't even have to look it's gonna be greg grunberg oh it's not greg grunberg although he seems very sweet you know he just seems like a nice guy Um, yeah i have this problem where he has like exactly the kind of face and like sort of temperament in the face that i trust implicitly mm -hmm. and i know i shouldn't like i know better and yet i see him and i'm like you look like a really nice guy i don't know anything bad about greg grunberg but i for all i know he's he is a very nice guy but like i shouldn't probably just look at people and trust them implicitly because they look like greg grunberg (laughs) He has a trusting face, a trustworthy face. It's the ideal. He was created in a lab by scientists in a secret project who were like, we need to create the most trustworthy man possible. What does he look like? He looks <laughs> like this. And he will appear in guest roles in J.J. Abrams productions. <laughs> and his name shall be Greg Grunberg. And every time I see him, I'm like, I know that guy. He was created by the I Grunberg Project, which created a series of clones from another trustworthy man. And one day they will all find themselves in conflict in an exciting trilogy of games. 
possibly there will be five games, the latter exploring the past of these characters. I've been playing Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> the first one or number uh, the fifth. Number the fifth. Metal Gear Solid Five, the Phantom the fifth Pain. Of the New England Metal Gear Solids. Oh, ho, ho, ho. Metal <laughs> Gear Solid the fifth. It is I, Snake, he said, coming in the door of the Long Island Manor House. I don't know. Snake, how <laughs> dare you show your face around here? That's Ocelot, I guess. We're doing a fan fiction now. Is that what's happening? <laughs> I'm picturing Snake as a Tom Buchanan type. Like immediately, I was like, "He is Tom Buchanan, the Great Gatsby, former like former super soldier spy, now kind of impotent, feeling feeling his age, uh, and feeling like he didn't get where he wanted to be in life, mm. uh, living in his his extremely opulent manner in East Egg." Yeah, where's Ocelot in this scenario? Is is he the <laughs> Nick? Nick is the uh, main character. What's his last name? All, all I can think of is Toby Maguire. I just no. forgot the name of the main character of The Great Gatsby. This is happening to me live right now on Woodland Secrets. Toby Maguire. That's what <laughs> Toby Maguire was named after. <laughs> I don't remember. I'm not going to look it up because I should know this. I love I The Great Gatsby because I'm a basic Great bitch. Gatsby. Oh, you've never read it? No. Okay. It's, um... Okay, I I didn't read it in high school, um, like almost everyone else my age seems to have, and I think that that helped me, because I came into it, and I was, yeah, a few years later, I must have been, like, 20-something, um, and I was just kind of shocked by how readable it was, because it's, it's written in a very, it, it's so accessible, and the, the prose is very purple because Fitzgerald loved his adjectives so much. But it's just so, like, lush and opulent and warm and beautiful. And so I, and I feel like, again, such a basic bitch because it's Fitzgerald's most famous book. Like, sure, that one's your favorite, Simone. Yeah, I definitely haven't finished tender is the night i know it's supposed to be better i don't like it as much as gatsby fuck off um caraway nick caraway mm. it came to me ranting about gatsby it came to me but yes and i i like i had trouble reading for a long time like during and after college uh i don't know why maybe because the the ennui the great ennui of school was in me uh and then i I just fought, like started reading again, but like Gatsby was one of the only books that was easy and enjoyable for me to read in that 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 desert period of reading. Yeah, well, those you know schools can really suck the life out of those things for people. <laughs> They're just killing people left and right, killing the the American dream of being able to read books. Uh, and ironically, the Great Gatsby famously about the American dream. I Are you think on, you're on a Cliff Notes right now. I am on a notes website that's <laughs> I've been rumbled. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it. Um, you know, the struggle of Nick Gatsby and uh, yeah. Caraway Seed um, to to remove the Caraway Seed from his teeth is. 
Well, uh, like in in the class that he was in, uh, they never had toothpicks. The the oh. the class of society. Oh, uh, yeah, yes. It's about so it it class. is about the class struggle and making right. sure. Which, and a class is also something you can take in school. So it's brought us full circle, full circle back to there. Yeah, yeah. And he was just always felt so excluded because he kept having things in his teeth all his life. He didn't know how to get them out. And that's the story of the Great Gatsby right there. I mean, if you ask me, not so great. <laughs> Got stuff in his teeth all the time. What a nerd. What a nerd. If you ask me, Batman's a better Gatsby than like Bruce Wayne. Let's talk about a real superhero. He's he's Batman. What's Nick Gatsby got? Like a bunch of shirts that are really beautiful? Yeah, well, Bruce Wayne has like a cool Batman suit. So move over, Nick Gatsby. There's a new great Gatsby in town, Batman. Do you think in the Lego Batman movie when they have the scene where Batman is? You see, have you seen the Lego Batman I haven't. movie? Haven't. Oh my god! Describe yeah. to me the scene. There's a scene where Batman, Alfred, is trying to make Batman feel better. Uh, about going to a party that he doesn't want to go to. He's a very relatable character. And so they have basically a clothes party where Batman gets to try on all his cool outfits and tuxedos and stuff. And what I'm saying is that that scene intentionally mirrors the scene in The Great Gatsby where Gatsby throws his shirts down on the bed to demonstrate to Daisy how he is wealthy now and how he has become a person of wealth and class compared to the young soldier that she knew once upon a time. So... You are correct that Batman slash Bruce Wayne is indeed a Gatsby analog. So I'm, I did really a well in famous school. literary critic is what you're saying. Yes, wow. yes, I, that's I why you no have this idea. platform I had to no disseminate your idea. ideas. Thank you for your wisdom. Wow, thank you. Thank you. Should you should watch the Lego Batman movie though; it's really good. I think. I will watch the Lego Batman movie. And... If you have HBO Go, it's on HBO Go. It's a movie about found family. I have and heard that it's good. The fact that friends can be family. That rules. Well, yeah, I may actually really go funny. watch the Batman movie because we are going to take a right, real quick break for <laughs> a message this week. And we'll be right back. Hi, everyone. We have a personal message for you this week. Uh, and this is from Maggie, who is a longtime Stay Mean fan. And she would like you to go to fb.me slash Maggie Needs a New Kidney. That's Maggie, M-A-G-G-I-E. So basically, well, as the sort of title implies, Maggie needs a new kidney. And she is looking for a live donor because Live donors provide better outcomes in situations like this. So uh, potential donors have to meet the following health criteria. They have to have healthy kidneys, obviously, uh, have to have normal blood pressure, have to meet a certain BMI limit, um, be a non-smoker, and um, you still have to have your own insurance, but Maggie's insurance will cover your procedure and recovery. So if you are interested um, please go to fb.me slash Maggie needs a new kidney and um, get in touch with her and she can put you in touch with her transplant coordinator. And if it turns out that you're not a match, 
or if you heard those criteria and you don't think you're a good candidate, um, please do spread this link to other folks. Um, we would really appreciate it. Maggie would appreciate it. Um, and I think it would just be kind of a great thing to do. We we like to think that we've created a, a neat little space here um, on Stay Mean Shows for you know people to, to sort of come together and interact. And, um, and I really hope that we can uh, get Maggie a new kidney through, um, through that space. So thanks so much. Uh, again, go to fb.me slash Maggie needs a new kidney um, and check it out and share that link. And we're back. And I definitely just watched the Lego Batman movie. And um, yeah. what'd you think of it? Oh, man, I loved it. The Great Gatsby illusions, the constant allusions to the works of Fitzgerald throughout uh, really brought it together. Yeah, comes through strong. Uh, Let's not spoil it for the people no, at home, though. No, like, we should leave, leave it for it. You got to leave yeah. the mystery, you know? There's uh, a lot of meat on that bone. <laughs> meat. I love those bones. Got to chew them up. Uh, <laughs> I started playing the Batman Telltale game today because it's free right now on the <gasps> PlayStation. And I stopped playing it after about an hour because I decided that I didn't like it very much. Um, but they made some interesting choices, which is primarily that they made the penguin hot. Um, Ooh. Which Ooh. is an unusual character direction. But if Got you go attention. ahead and search Batman Telltale, Oswald, um, Cobblepot, I believe his name is. <laughs> what a dumb name. What a terrible name. <laughs> Hello, oh, I'm whoa. Oswald Cobblepot. I'm quite attractive in it. He's hot, which is really weird. Um, Okay, so I was... I was thinking that he'd be hot in the way that, like... Have you seen the show Gotham? I haven't. That, like, Greg Grunberg is hot. Okay, different. Okay. Similar, (laughs) similar, but maybe different. So the... The penguin on Gotham is like kind of like creepy hot in a sort of Edward Scissorhands um, way. Looking at him, he looks like a Tim Burton character. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what I was thinking of. But no, this guy, this Oswald Cobblepot from the Telltale Batman game is straight up like maybe a, an Instagram model. who yeah. has a cat, like three cats that he takes pictures <laughs> with to make him look vulnerable. Yep. That's exactly who he is. Um, so th- I thought that was interesting. Although it didn't, that wasn't enough to keep me hooked because I felt like I wasn't really doing anything. I was trying to play Batman as just like a kind of bored sociopath who's barely just keeping the lid on the whole Bruce Wayne thing. Um, and it's just like itching to get out there and like kick the shit out of people. But <sighs> I felt like there was sort of a limit in like the direction that it would let me take that in. So. Huh. Probably they had some, you know, I imagine when they do these licensed games, the the licensed holders are like, now you can't make Batman just like too much of too, a dick. You can't be, he has to be nice and a hero boy. He can't be a Batman. And I was a like, bat- he can't be a Batman. He's a Batman. <laughs> Very different. You know, having talking about this, I realize I don't think I've ever finished a Telltale game because I didn't play The Walking Dead. I played like the first maybe two parts of Wolf Among Us. Mm-hmm. What else have they done? 
They did the Game of Thrones game. They did the Batman game. They just did. You know, I did play. No, I don't think I finished one either. I mean, they've done like every licensed interactive thing. They just sort of have a good formula going. Um, I played like back in the day they made um, Minecraft story mode. They made sorry, oh, carry. On. I've played Puzzle Agent all the way through. They did at least the second one. I don't know if they did the first one. So um, that was like pre pre Walking Dead oh, fame, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was like late two thousands. They did they did the remakes of the Sim and Max games. They did the Strong Bad game. Um, I <laughs> I just read Sam and Max Beyond Time and Space. I misread it as being uh, as containing the word Spice Girls, and I got <laughs> too excited. And now I'm no longer excited. Uh, but I'm, I'm sorry. In, into the concept of Telltale Texas Hold'em, whatever that is. Oh my god! I distinctly remember walking past a booth for that at um, PAX one year. Wait, I, uh... no, no, no. Wait, uh, Poker Night. I'm thinking of Poker Night at the Inventory, which is, I guess, sort of a sequel. Poker Night at the Inventory. This is a genre. This is 3D character-driven poker. A genre mm-hmm. that I did not know that I wanted personally. Well, the art no one did know that they wanted it, but we did. Mm. We just did. Mm. We wanted. Here's what gamers want: they want <laughs> simply to play games and discuss the gameplay, and primarily they want the gameplay to include uh, the rabbit from Sam and Max. I think his name is Greg Grunberg. Um, they want. Is he sexy? He's. Uh, I mean, it's a rabbit. Um, so can I ask you something really quick? Please. Can you look at the cover for Telltale Texas Hold'em and tell me if it looks like the blonde guy has the state of Texas for a nose? <laughs> what is happening? When was this made? This was this was made in, in, in my nightmares. This was made in, in hell. the year of our Lord, two thousand and five. And the cover of this video game looks like it comes from hell because you do have the man in just the black turtleneck who seems to be the only serious poker player there. You have the teen <laughs> with the t-shirt over long sleeve shirt look whose nose, who the state of Texas is emerging from his <laughs> nose like a Greek god bursting from the brow of Zeus. You have an old woman who is sort of looks happy to be there. Like she's just happy that her, her grandson Chad is playing with poker with her. And then you have a man on the far left who is wearing a bow tie and has, sports a large mustache and is staring. None of the other characters seem to acknowledge the camera except for this man. And this man is staring into the eyes of the viewer with dead orbs that pierce the very soul. He's also bald, and I hate him. This is so This much. is the first game that I mean, Telltale apparently yeah. developed. Poker with personality. You, your assessment is dead on. This is Jacques is here to play fucking poker. This, yeah. He does this professionally. This is his goddamn job. He takes it seriously. This is an ancient game venerable venerable lineage fucking chad here brings nancy 
who is you know, she she plays bridge chad thought that was the same fucking thing no it's not the same thing chad bring your texas nose here to our poker game and orlando orlando <laughs> orlando has seen the depths of hell <laughs> He knows that they're living in a poker simulation and is just like daring his poker simulation overlords to just like to strike him down as he just glares directly into their eyes. Who are us? Go ahead. Try to play. Try to install this game. Can I read you their actual names? Yes. Yes. Because there is a plot subheading under the wiki article for Telltale Texas Hold'em and it goes as follows and i'm not sure if we could actually assign i think we can figure out who is who in this situation because <laughs> the characters names are harry winehead and you might say who's harry winehead but just listen to the next few boris crinkle <laughs> theodore dude bro uh, and grandma shaky uh, <laughs> It was named Indie Game of the Month by PC Zone Magazine in July 2005. So PC Zone Magazine no longer exists. Oh, no. Connection? Another casualty of Texas Tale Hold'em claims another life. Poker (laughs) Night Inventory. Theodore Crinkle has Boris Crinkle. Theodore Steak Charmer. Who knows? Um... (laughs) Poker Night, the inventory, I didn't even get to the best part of that because it does have the Rabbit Man. It does have Strong Bad. It does have the Heavy from Team Fortress 2 back before Overwatch existed and we thought that those were interesting characters. (laughs) And it does have Tycho Brahe from Penny Arcade. He is a playable character in this video game. Holy shit. What's it like to peak that long ago, do you think? I... Well, I mean, what's it like to peak, period? I, I, it's never happened to me. No, I mean, just onward and upward, baby. I'm twirling towards freedom, you know? Um, I want to... There is a sequel. There's a game called Poker Night 2, which I didn't know about. Poker Night at the inventory, I did see at a very small and sad-looking stand at PAX back in, oh, I would say probably 2010. And... uh Poker Night 2 has other illustrious stars of gaming, uh, such as, um, well, let's see. (laughs) It has Brock Sampson from the Venture Brothers, who I don't recall being from video games, but it also has Ash Williams from The Evil Dead. Oh. Okay. Not voiced by uh, the traditional person who plays that role. Uh, one of those <laughs> robots, Campbell. one of those robots from Borderlands, who I just <sighs> is just a toy that I see sometimes. It's around just I, I think it made its way into every nerd loot crate in the last 10 years. Uh, <laughs> you can be GLaDOS. GLaDOS is, well, no, you can't be GLaDOS. She's the dealer. Oh, huh. So, huh. yeah, you know, just uh, all your faves. All what your if faves playing uh playing playin poker, poker together classic saturday night i love it what a checkered past i never knew i'm i'm looking at the they picture of strong you bad to forget. and the heavy just playing poker together right now. this is so weird this is so weird what does strong bad sound like do you know 
<laughs> yes, that's it. You've won. You've won my prize, my boy. You've done it. <laughs> Don't ask me to say anything else in that voice. That's it. The factory is yours. Yes. Thank you. Those other kids God. were too selfish to do the strong bad impression, but you they, were, uh, they knew thought, it was you. you know, that's too embarrassing for me. I'm not going to go there. And I I'm, said, I'm going to jump it. in a chocolate river instead. And they paid the price for that. They yep. died. But you yep. will inherit my podcast factory. Oh, my God. I'll make all kinds podcasts? of podcasts. Any podcasts you like. But don't forget what happened to Simone, who got everything she wanted. Yeah. Wait, what happened? Uh, she had to play poker with the robot from Borderlands as punishment for her sins. <laughs> oh, no. Telltale. Telltale. In your version of uh, Merrick Kay's podcast factory, mm-hmm. so there, mm-hmm. one of the kids probably tries to listen to a pod, a forbidden podcast, and their head just like swells up really big. I yeah. Here are the sins of the children in the podcast factory. One of them listens to podcasts at two times speed, uh, oh. or or no, like ten times speed, uh, and she's she's too impatient. She doesn't have the patience oh. to really listen and enjoy a podcast. One of them listens to the Forbidden Podcast, which is, oh. of course, uh, something funny. Um, <laughs> Quick, think of something funny. Something funny that I, I would have <laughs> said. We'll add that in. Um, <laughs> that's also a sin. You don't want to listen to that one. Uh, too many. You subscribe to too many podcasts, but don't catch up with them. That's like oh, no. gluttony, kind of. I think. Yeah, that's uh, me. Or maybe sloth. What happens to is me? Sloth. I don't know. One is just lust- one is just you lusting after Mark Marin, probably. Was that? A- that's not. A- I don't think that was sure. a thing. I'm, thinking- I- I'm googling who that person is. Yeah, definitely because I understand references. Oh, he's a famous podcast. He sure is on Glow. <laughs> he is. I know a lot about he pop is culture. The man from Glow. Yeah, well, but those yeah, kids don't well, matter. We don't need, yeah, to, we don't need to name Too their bad. sins. You did it. Punished. You cracked it. You won. You got it yeah, all. Cool. All right. Now um, that I'm the winner of all podcasts, what do I do with my life? You, uh. what game, what would you make a telltale game of, Willy Wonka? And the, why isn't there a telltale Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory? Holy shit. That would Holy rule. Holy shit. Holy shit. You're right. Do you oh, want to follow God. Willy be- Wonka and be a good boy? Or do you want to go drink? Do you want to go like get fucking wrecked on fizzy lifting drinks with your uncle? Whatever his name is. Joe. It could be any kind of game. It could be like a complex RPG where you're exploring the factory. It could be a point and click adventure game. Okay. We're uh, saying this now. But yeah. remember when the Johnny Depp one came out? There must have been a video game based on that. You're so right. I'm going so to look right. because there was like a Grinch. There was a game based on the Grinch with Jim Carrey. Willy Wonka Pokey's Free Casino. Sorry. Say what? that again. What was that? Willy Wonka Pokey's Free Casino. Is that a thing? Uh, publisher Zynga platform Android. Ah, uh, yeah. Great. Uh, Willy Wonka. Okay, there was a 2005 video game 
the same Holy year, shit. the same year that the poker game came out. <gasps> and uh, it was for the Xbox, the PlayStation 2, and the GameCube. And many of the cast provided their voices except for Johnny Depp. And uh, asshole. It's, let me see if I can get some screens of this here. Uh, Xbox. Uh, yeah, I'm going right to YouTube. Sorry. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory Xbox full let's play. i almost played i almost typed charlie in the charlie factory which is sort of a <laughs> terrifying kafka-esque oh, scenario yeah there's gameplay oh this looks on good youtube we well, you have to save all the kids but the kids are bad yeah why would you want the whole point is that they get punished they suffer wait no this is a minecraft map this is i feel cheated the game charlie and the chocolate factory gameplay xbox hd 720p it's a whole 3d adventure game oh my god this is from a user named john god games so uh we are looking at the same footage thank you john god games if you're listening right now wow this is i believe in 60 fps right now (gasps) it's very smooth footage very smooth gameplay i'm looking at uh, this, the rest of this podcast episode is a uh, preview, actually, of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, which is coming in 2005 on the Xbox. Um, this is actually... We'll be describing it minute by minute, a whole 25-minute video. Yep. Um, I think I am looking at... This is a, maybe a updated Xbox 360 version or something. I... Yo, this was published on May 16, 2014, and it is in 60 FPS, like you said. It's not 1080p. It's only 720. This person was thinking ahead. Yeah, what is... They were like, the technology is going to improve from now in 2014. I'm going to make sure that this gameplay is in the the best quality possible so that people can enjoy it. This is... I We've fallen down a very deep hole. Yeah, this is and a I'm very... I'm very upset. I... Just yeah. something seems wrong about all of this. I need to I, I've been watching Charlie sliding on a sled down a, a cobbled path in the snow for about it there are snowmen in this game there are snowmen red mm, alert let's see what some piece. of our our game critic luminaries thought the game was good yeah what at. was it about like what was it really about under the surface like under the slick graphics uh, under well let's see so juan castro of uh of IGN good uh, reputable gave the game a 4.5 out of 10 i see almost halfway almost and half points brett yeah. todd who i huh. whose name i initially read as todd brett because my dude that's just two first names <laughs> you can swap mix and match i've never who is he still around i don't want to uh you know make fun of uh someone but i don't think i've heard of him who knows he was writing reviews at some point and he said this it is poor just that he said he rated it poor oh uh yeah that seems like a that seems unnecessarily harsh it's um. bad um gx play gave the xbox version a one out of five one out of five. One out, not even, not even 20%, nearly halfway. Twenty percent. Twenty percent. 
I will. Yeah, oof. Ah, ish. Oh, that's. I have to leave this place. This is a. Whew. Yeah, let's get out wow. of here. <laughs> I would really love to see if anyone I know has a. Wrote, a copy of ha- that? No, no. If anyone I know was responsible for any of these reviews of this game, because I do like to see that when you go back and see a review of like you know, a mid-2000s video game, and then you're like, oh, oh, my friend wrote that back when he was writing an IGN.com. Uh, now, I, I, these are all people whose names have been lost. Lost to time. There, there are a few things potentially, or like not... Game reviews from that period of time are potentially the most embarrassing thing that someone has ever written in their life. Cause it was just, a, it was a, like I've seen <laughs> pictures, screenshots shared by my coworkers of like reviews that my coworkers wrote in, you know, the early two thousands. And it's like, Oh gosh, you've come such a long way. My friends, <laughs> my friends, my companions mm-hmm. games. Journalism really has come such a long way. You've come Our- a long way, baby times have changed have a cigarette that's what that oh. ad was for wow thank you for again that it deep was, cut yeah you're welcome i that's all i know i don't want to have to google that uh, but i'm gonna do it yeah it's from an old cigarette ad for feminism huh. feminist oh. cigarettes oh yeah oh wow <laughs> women can smoke now Finally, yeah, we got there. Thank God, we got there. Now I'm looking. I I'm looking at this tweet that I made earlier, where I mentioned that you would be on the show. Uh oh. And I asked what people would like us to discuss, and I'm just trying to figure out if we've just touched on any of these so far. And so I figure we could do a new segment that I have invented right now, called "Don't at me." But do, but do at us. That's just a clever name for this segment where you at me with your ideas of what we should talk about in a totally natural conversation where we spend about 10 seconds on each topic that's suggested. How does that sound? Yeah, just like word association, rapid word association. I'm actually laughing because that's literally the name of a show that uh, was pitched in our video pitch meeting today. Don't at me. Well, we'll change that. We can discuss the rights. <laughs> you know, we'll we'll figure that out off air. Um, yeah, the behind the scenes negotiation. Oh, it's contracts, wheelings and dealings in this business. You know, that's yeah. just that's Hollywood, baby. Um, okay, here is the first one from Terrence Wiggins, Kingdom Hearts. Why? Why do you want me to talk about that? <laughs> well, then uh, Joe McAray added Kingdom Hearts, fucking death of Goofy in. Oh, it's about video game theater. You did I mean, that not one. That, not that Kingdom Hearts doesn't exist outside of that. <laughs> it doesn't. Um, my favorite Kingdom Hearts memory that has usurped the memory of actually playing Kingdom Hearts, a game which I enjoyed, is when I made fun of it in an episode of SEO Play, mm-hmm. and a lot of Kingdom Hearts fans got very angry at me. Don't make fun of the game where Mickey Mouse fights monsters alongside a spiky hair boy with a sword that is also a key it's very serious 
I respect the key man, and I respect the mouse king. I respect the mouse king. I have apologized for my sins at the tomb of Goofy. has logged on. (laughs) Underscore small x, large x. (laughs) Ernest Hemingway, that's from Zappa. And you replied, ah, boy, howdy. (laughs) I have a follow-up question to that, which is that if anyone knows why i started saying boy howdy as a person from washington state in the north Mm. why that phrase came into my lexicon i would love to know where that where i went wrong that i would use it seriously in so many conversations ernest hemingway what what about what about (laughs) oh i've read the sun also rises i thought it was fine Oh God! I so this I love the Sun Also Rises, um, and it is a book that I can't recommend to anyone because it is so racist and anti-Semitic. Oh yeah, it totally, it's, totally is. It's like mind blowing. Like you obviously the 1920s were racist. That was like the time when the KKK saw its biggest insurgence of membership ever. Um, and then you read stuff written by white people in that time, and you're like, oh my God. Right now is racist, but back then was racist in a whole different way. And it is stunning and very bad and uncomfortable. Ernest Hemingway. <laughs> Covered. Nailed it. Yep. Whitney Have Reynolds. you seen the picture of him naked with a conch shell on his head and a fishing rod um, <sighs> handle over his junk? No. Sorry, Whitney. One second. Um. Okay. Google... Ernest Hemingway conch shell nude. I'm really curious to find out where that takes you. Give it to me. Um, <laughs> what did you say he had on his junk? I just want to make sure I have the right picture. Fishing rod handle. Uh, and it really doesn't look like a fishing rod handle. Like it looks very different from yeah, that. I'm seeing that now. He had a nice body. He had kind of a yeah. And a cheeky grin. He had a little smirk. Yeah. I unapologetically, I like, I'm the person, I will go to my grave for Ernest Hemingway, unfortunately, and I wish that I weren't that person, but I, I literally, I was in the bar, this was like the week before Thanksgiving, the week of Thanksgiving, actually, is the night before I left on the train to Boston, and I had total one hot toddy, and I started thinking about how Ernest Hemingway's legacy is like it got so fucked up somewhere along the way because he became known as this like basically a cartoon character Mm -hmm. of what a man is and like it it a lot of things destroyed him but like it's so fucked up to me that we remember him as this cartoon character and not any of the things that that he, I guess, that he literally died for? Like, so many, I, I've talked to people who don't know that he committed suicide. And that's, like, so messed up to me that we we see him as this sort of, like, he-man god figure so that it obscures the fact that he had, he, you know, got lost in that and couldn't actually 
get any help for all of the horrible, horrible problems that he had. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, that's the story of how a cute bartender uh, definitely just like saw me openly weeping in a bar because of Ernest Hemingway's legacy and how messed up it is. <laughs> <laughs> I still haven't gone back to that bar. I really should because uh, the bartender was super cute. Um, and also the hot toddies were good. But I'm just I'm afraid that I'll walk in the door and they'll be like, there she is. She's oh, crying no. alone at the table because of Ernest. No, they don't know why I was crying. They probably thought that I had been like stood up or something. No, I was crying about a man who died in 1961. Yeah. Very flawed man with a lot of problems true it's very true yeah well we might not have time to get any more of those but i think that was a really fun segment do you want to move on to the only real segment that we do on the show i do oh wait i do want to get whitney's in real quick because i did mention it and i i don't want to leave her hanging so whitney arner said world war one do you have any thoughts oh god oh my god just any real quick thoughts on one of the defining historical events of the 20th century Oh yeah, totally. I'll just I'll just put that in real quick. Here's a thought for you. World War One. Okay, no, sorry. We'll go back to 1900. Year 1900 dawns. Optimism. New century. World's Fair held in Paris. New technology. A lot of other racist stuff. It was a really bad time. But people thinking, like people in Europe, thinking this is the dawn of a new century. We are coming together, you know, as Europeans in this new time of progress and science and discovery and oh sorry 20 no 14 years later the entire everything has gone to shit the entire world is on fire that ends they're like wow gosh that sucked let's never do that again we'll never see a war like that again in our lifetimes because how would that happen oh wait oh wait fucking 10 years later no, not 10 years later. That's 1930. I can't do math. 19 years later, it's fucking World War II. That's why World War I is sad. It is the midpoint between the greatest, like, a huge period of optimism and the worst fucking part of the 20th century. And uh, that's a, it's a special time. And people forget about World War I. They forget about how much it fucking sucked. Yeah. <laughs> Those are my quick thoughts on World War One. Thank you. But but, but there was also that cool battlefield radio game where you got to ride a horse and shoot a flamethrower. There was a level in that where you got to be a pigeon. You got to be a bird because war. Yes. Actually, the so. pigeon level was kind of great because you went up in the air and then like some soft music started playing and it kind of put into perspective the uh, devastation wrought by man upon the earth. But yes, horse and flamethrower. I don't think I've ever laughed harder in my life than at that video of Battlefield One glitches. <laughs> it's bad. the perfect video. My feet are hot. Hmm. I'm in bed right now. I'm actually staring at the best tweet, and I'm going to link it to you because I made it myself. Please. When you talked about tweets earlier. Um. I've been watching a very good show lately called uh paul hollywood's big continental road trip mm-hmm. and it inspired me yeah there's a tweet in our skype messages right now for you to enjoy i saw it and oh oh uh, really yeah that's a oh okay the baker's yeah. Do you have any race car by paul hollywood yeah that's a um, genuine quote 
from the show. I just want you to know. I mean, also my, the quote from my next book. Can I, I'll read the quote. Um, I got that little bit of grip. I took him again. I absolutely loved it. Paul Hollywood, 2017, probably. Yeah. Paul Hollywood fucks cars. Well, I mean, who doesn't? Thank you for your time. 2017, so. It's not legal to fuck cars in 2017. uh, It's perfectly legal. Perfectly legal. It's not, it may not be ethical. Yeah. Maybe in, maybe in France it's legal. I mean, Transformers, so who's to say say what's a robot and what's a car anymore? Oh, Um, yeah. Did you want to do that segment that you were going to (laughs) do? Yes. I do. That segment is called Get Wrecked. Get Wrecked. I almost forgot because it's been so long since I did one of these. We took a month off, but we're back. We're back in the house. And Get Wrecked is a segment where we recommend things to listeners. And I usually leave it up to the guest. Would you like to go first recommending a thing? It can be anything you want. I think I would like you to go first today. You'd like me to go first? Yeah, is that okay? Mm, that's fine. Um, I have a friend named Charlie Demers, and he is a very funny comedian. He's a Canadian comic and also communist and also father. And he recently recorded an album, recently, like last year, um, called Fatherland, which is half about being a father and half about Nazis. Um, So it's a very clever name. Uh, And uh, it's very good. If you aren't familiar with his work, um, we actually had him on Dad Feelings last year. And... um, We've had him on Woodland Secrets before, too, I think, way back when. Um, and, uh, yeah, he's great, super funny, super smart, uh, and his books are really great, too. But Fatherland is such a good album. I've been listening to it, like, a bunch since it came out. I think it's, like, an hour long. But, yeah, it's a really good stand-up album. Um, How do you spell his name? Charlie, like, uh, Charlie. And Demir's is D E M. E-R-S. Gotcha. That's my rack. Oh, my God. Is that his kid on the cover? That's his kid on the cover. That is a very cute kid. It's a cute kid. My rack. What is my rack going to be? Sitting next to me in my bed is a Rulakma bear. uh, And his name is Cub, which stands for Commander Ultron Boop Boop. Uh, and he's a very flat bear. I think he was kind of born flat um, or has become flat from my laying my head on him as a pillow. But his head is comically large and also kind of flat now, again, from being used as a pillow. Um, and he's the perfect size. He's about maybe two feet tall. And so he's absolutely perfect for kind of like using as a pillow in night sprawlings or clutching close to feel to make you feel better when you are very very anxious and your stomach is in knots um or any sort of any sort of like anxiety thing having a a very flat bear with a big head i think makes makes life 
a lot better. And I would definitely recommend getting a large flat bear with a big head. Can you say the name of the bear again? Commander Ultron Boop Boop. Did you give him that name? Yes. No, was this a specific kind of bear or is it just any bear? He's a Rolakama bear. Um, And when he was sent to me uh, by my friend Hopper, he was rolled into a ball. So they sent him in a ball pack, like a literal round package. And I opened the package and the bear was wrapped in plastic wrap. And I kind of made a slit in the plastic wrap and he started sort of expanding and unfolding. And it was like a picture of a like baby horse or a cow emerging from like a birth sack. That's what it looked like. And it was incredible to watch a teddy bear be born. Now I've never seen anything like it. How, wh- how, okay, we need to step back because it sounds great. But how how do you spell this? Commander. No, the Rolo. What was the Rolo? Oh, Rilakama. R I L A K K U M A. Oh, oh, one of those guys. Those famous bears. The famous bear, the one. I love him. He's so special. He's so wonderful. He's a good bear. I'm seeing a giant one that someone is laying on, and that seems very good, too. I'm going to send you what I think is the one that I have. He's kind of, he's very worn now um, after all the... uh, Oh, <laughs> all I've put him through. Oh, he's good. I love him. Yeah, thank you. What a good bear. I wish the only thing I wish is that he were a little more transportable because I really like to have something when I'm traveling to like kind of hold. Uh, but he is a little too big for that. Oh, big, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. But I love him. It's good bear. Commander. Get a bear. When he stares into your eyes. It's a lot, actually. You shouldn't look into his eyes. It's like the eyes of Boris Hatchencratch from Poker Night. <laughs> Just pits of despair. Don't look. Don't, he would be really good at don't, poker. Don't blink. Oh, wait. Wait, wait, wait. That reminds me. Uh, you know who the character that I had a crush on in Heroes was? What? Uh, who? Uh, uh, Christopher uh, Doctor Who. Christopher Doctor Who Eccleston. Christopher Eccleston. Wait, who was he in? Who he was, was he in Heroes? He was the Invisible Man. <gasps> what? Yeah. Oh my God. Wait, and this was he, he had a big. He beard. was in season one. Yeah, he had a big beard. He had a beard, I think. He looks kind of unkempt. He had a beazel unkempt. I just think he's cool. I just liked him from Doctor Who times. Yeah, I don't remember his storyline at all. Oh, he turned invisible. That was he was just kind of there. He was like a Yoda kind of guy. Claude Rains, isn't he an actor? Yeah, I think. Yes, yes, Claude yeah. Rains is a uh, yeah, born in eighteen eighty nine. Yeah, that is kind of funny that they named him the same as. Oh, you know why? Because that in the name I think is a fake name that he takes on. Because Claude Rains played he the played Invisible the fucking Man. Invisible Man. God damn it! God damn They're it! They're one step ahead of us. Those <laughs> heroes, showrunners. Oh, you got me, one JJ. Step ahead. I would have gotten away with it. 
I went for you meddling millennials and your cell phones. See? You see? When you open someone's Wikipedia article. Wikipedia, yeah. First thing you do, click on personal life, right? (laughs) Yeah. Every goddamn time. I wish mine had a personal life, but it doesn't. It would say Merit K lives at home and likes it there and doesn't go outside much but she has a cat and that cat is pretty good that would okay be... but yours has asmr vin diesel dming a game of D just for is you a subsection of mine that is entirely about a text game about vin diesel doing asthma role playing to you so that does partly make up for it there is nothing for you to complain about well Okay, there are a few things for you to complain about. I'm a little sad that a lot of the misinformation on mine has been corrected. It no longer says that I'm from England. Oh. It no longer attributes things that I didn't actually do to me. But I just, I like to, I'm an, I feel like I'm an agent of chaos, you know? I just like, um, I just want to watch Wikipedia burn. Love to disseminate lies about myself. I think it's good to introduce more lies into the world. I think that's yeah. a good thing to do. But I don't. Is... That was another lie. But <laughs> that means I do. I've caught myself in a trap. How many alt Wikipedia editor accounts do you not have to edit <laughs> misinformation like to into your own Wikipedia page? I have a botnet to do that for me. I've hijacked everyone's computers to make subtle changes to my Wikipedia article. No one don't, will be the wiser. Don't fucking spoil this season of Black Mirror. I've created the ultimate <laughs> super weapon that is a Metal Gear, but also it contains all the world's knowledge and it will subtly manipulate everyone to alter my Wikipedia article to create a very flattering image of me, but you know, still realistic, not too crazy. Nothing wild on there. No, that no. is the true power of Metal Gear, whatever that one was called. That was the flying one. Uh, the 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 invisible text. Yes, the big base that the nude man did the flips in. Mm, you think I would get you think that would be burned into my memory, but you think you wouldn't be able to unsee the nude flips, but you did nude flips. I can't believe that that's what Metal Gear is about. Nude flips. What would happen if I just search nude flips? Please do. Guess what happens. Guess. Guess what I get. Guess what I get. Ice skating. No. Nude gymnastics ice. actually no not people at all <gasps> oh flip-flops nude flip-flops Yay! nude flip-flops i think kojimo would tell us that we would regret our words and deeds for you will regret them all spoiling that that metal gear game with the nude flips and the now, wikipedia editors you haven't played five have you you're playing through it now uh with your the other half of your 
ogre. My my body, self. yeah. Yes. Uh, Pat Gill, who is my my right half or my left half, my left. Depends no. what side you're looking from. It really does. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we are actually not playing that one anymore because we were we relieved the game ogre curse. So I'll explain for those who don't know. Please. Um, Pat Gill and I a while ago we uh, under the influence of just great hubris stole a lot of wizard gold from a wizard uh, that we met here in New York City. Uh, we took a few thousand wizard gold. And the wizard, of course, caught us, which, like, looking back, you're like, of course, why would... The wizard, it, the wizard yeah. is literally magical. Why would you take all that gold? But we were so proud. Um, and we hadn't looked up from our cell phones in 48 hours because we're millennials, and we just we didn't really think about it. So we took all this gold, and the wizard cursed us uh, to basically be two halves of the same body and to play a difficult video game mm. and and we we had to complete specific challenges so that we could get our, our two separate bodies back because after being alive for 27 years it was a format that i really preferred for my body uh, i was very used to having you know the things that i'm used to having and not having pat attached to my left side he's very sweaty um so we played a, a video game challenge in Metal Gear Solid. We had to complete two missions. Of course, we each only I was I had a right hand, he had a left hand, and we you know we worked together. We worked really hard at it, and uh, we beat that mission in Metal Gear Solid. And hopefully, hopefully, we'll never be cursed again. Certainly not on Monday, uh, Monday, January eighth. I don't think that a video will be released on polygon.com showing that we were indeed cursed again to play a totally different game with a new challenge and uh, like 20 minutes of entertaining content for people to enjoy. Yeah. What are the odds really? Yeah, that would be, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> come be ridiculous. On. That would be ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. We definitely would only make two episodes of a show like that. Yeah. 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 yeah After yeah. buying a two headed Christmas sweater from China. <laughs> I didn't Does even think about the logistics of that part. <laughs> we we don't. There were legitimate discussions. We like Pat had a very specific idea of a sweater that he wanted, and I, I'll admit I had a specific idea too. I wanted like a a striped sweater, like a red and white or a, like green or blue and white striped sweater, almost like a French mime. And I think that that would be really funny. And we literally he went on Etsy and like investigated prices for commissioning a handmade two-headed sweater and it was like five hundred dollars <laughs> we were like no just find a fucking generic christmas sweater order it from amazon <laughs> we'll we'll live we'll survive the aesthetic will be okay and we did good of course after the wizard cursed us we needed the sweater to uh conceal our our strange body yeah of course yeah well that sounds great it is great Thanks. it's good anyone who hasn't watched that watch your suffering from the curse of the wizard should do that um yeah it's good dessert so i think that's gonna i think we're we're running it's been a while since i've done this so i'm a little rusty but i think we're nearing the end of our show so can is you feel anything? I can feel it. Vibes. In my fingers and in my toes. The end of the podcast is all around us. 
And so the season <laughs> goes. Um, kind of clammy. <laughs> yeah, this welcome to Merritt and Simone. Talk about the Willy Wonka game for at least 40 minutes. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that was good. And we did cut a lot of that out, too. Yeah, so, um, I mean your your entire play by play of the Augustus Gloop death. I did. I did do that strat tears. for the Augustus Gloop uh, boss boss encounter. That was a high level uh, strat that I provided for that one. Um, and then I did. You really helped the cut me. Scene where he died. A really uh, gory kind of choices that they made for that one. But um, yeah, I, I don't think that you should have done it in that that like silly clown voice though like that was kind of insensitive it was the tone it was a bit of a tone mismatch i will say that i do own that but we did cut all of that out so that's true that's true um, no one will ever hear it except me so yeah no one has to hear those which is those words not those words not today words not gonna trap me with words because (laughs) i'm gonna create a secret plan to eradicate the english language with a disease virus and then i'll give everyone nukes and that will somehow further my goals which um stop spoiling black mirror i'm sorry it's these that was the black mirror episode i'm sorry uh (laughs) i'm sorry for that one uh hopefully that was oblique enough that and it was long ago enough that anyone for whom that would be a spoiler for something uh they don't know what it is uh well is there anything else that you want to plug before we go yeah uh if you are wondering where my videos live uh if you didn't know hey i'm hey i'm we a video never producer. mentioned <laughs> I'm having an identity crisis. Uh, hi, I'm Simone de Rochefort, and I'm a video producer for Polygon.com. Um, so I basically make very, very silly videos about video games uh, for the internet website Polygon. And you can find those at YouTube.com slash Polygon, the aforementioned uh, documentary series um, in which Pat and I attempt to live as an ogre exists there of another very 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 silly series in which we lip sync scenes from video games um well i i would call let let me this is theater first of all this is high art um we perform theatrical interpretations of the best scenes from video games Um, so that, you know, we can really communicate what we think the creators are trying to say. A lot of the human emotion comes through when real Mm -hmm. people read the lines from video games, except it's only their mouths moving and then the game audio coming out of them. It's amazing how it's done. Um, so that's video game theater. That's also on polygon.com's YouTube channel. And hopefully we'll have some other exciting stuff coming to that channel very soon because we just had our first pitch meeting of the year yay everything's scary um and then on i'm on twitter the hell machine at doom quasar uh which is doom like the end of the world and quasar like the death of a star i think dark stuff yeah oh whoa every time i feel like such a poser because i always forget the definition of quasar and I've had I've had people think that I was like I'll I'll say my ex girlfriend uh, <laughs> thought that I didn't know the definition of a quasar. No, I just forgot the definition of a quasar. Doesn't mean that I didn't know it when I was 
making my incredibly cool gamer tag. God. Oh, Quasar. Was that yeah. your Xbox Live gamer tag? Please tell me. No, I think it was actually probably like, I don't, it was probably like a live journal username first, to be honest. Still good. Or an AIM username, Still actually. Still good. Still great. So good, right? Still great. So good. Right. Yes. Anyway, obviously a quasar is a supermassive black hole surrounded by an orbiting accretion disk of gas. Everyone fucking knows that and remembers it off the top of their heads. We all know that. We just don't feel the need to throw it in people's faces all the time, you know? I don't wear it on my sleeve. I don't have it tattooed on my sleeve so that I will remember it. When people ask me what the fuck it means, I don't have to explain my online usernames to you. It's right next to the snowman. Yeah. No, again, that's back of my neck, but I can't can't read the gamer tag there. Can't read the cool space trivia there. You got it. Actually, I lied. I do have two snowman tattoos. One's on the back of my neck. One is again on my arm, so that I can look at it anytime I want without like holding a mirror up in front of another mirror to do that trick, so that you can see the back of your head. Um, sometimes they do that to see the one on the back of my neck, just like in the Last Jedi. Just like in the Last Jedi, yeah, it's a more complicated way of uh, that was a more complicated thing that Ray did in that film. I think she could have just simplified it. Just hold two little hand mirror. Didn't need to go into a dark hole in the ground. Don't go in the Force's butthole. The anus of the Earth. That can't possibly be construed as spoilers. Totally contextless. No one could know what that means. Someone could have thought I was joking. I mean, I am definitely joking. There's no buttholes in Star Wars. People don't poop in space. There's no butthole on the planet. The Force doesn't have a wang in a butthole. The the Force's dick doesn't get blown up. That's nothing. (laughs) I'm not saying anything. We'll cut all this. Um, Well, we've fallen off the rails. um, Again. Injuring several onlookers. So... Um, yeah, maybe we'll, we'll wrap it up there, but thank you so much for coming on. I'm so glad we were finally able to get you on the show. It's been so long. Thanks. I'm really, thank you for, uh, letting me really kind of spill my soul and say all those meaningful things. And I hope that those make it into the final cut of the episode. Oh, they all did. Everything about my childhood and just about, you know, it's all in here, baby. Yeah. It's all here. I really, really poured it out. So thank you. Thanks yeah. for, for hearing me. Thanks for seeing me. And I will I will pour one out for Greg Grunberg, uh, who is still with us. But I just, that's, he lives underground. And when I pour the drink out, he will absorb it with his roots. because He sticks he his is... little head up out of the force's anus and then just <sighs> sucks it all up. That's. That's the show. We're done. That's it. It's yep. it's good night, everybody. We're done. So is my reputation. Good night. <laughs> Thank you. Bye. Woodland Secrets is hosted by Merrick Kay and produced and edited by me, Nick Bravo. Woodland Secrets is a part of Stay Mean, the world's only podcast network. We're entirely listener-supported. If you enjoy the show, please consider becoming a patron of Stay Mean at woodlandsecrets.co support. 
For as little as three bucks a month, you'll get access to a monthly newsletter and frequent bonus episodes of our shows. If you'd like to have a message read on the show, head to woodlandsecrets.co slash messages. You can help people find out about the show. Please mention us on Twitter. We're at Woodland Podcast and at Stay Mean Co. Or rate and review us in iTunes. We really appreciate it. Thanks for listening.